Blog Talk Radio. Time with Pastor Steph. with Pastor Steph. How are you this morning? That's what I like to hear. That's what I like to hear. For this is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. So, where were you all week last week? Oh, we started off shaking the Monday morning blues with the due time crew. And we talked about a woman who divorces a man after his traumatic brain injury. And now her new husband and the family a new family, helps to take care of the ex-husband. Yep, you heard me right. You heard me right. Oh, this woman who ended up divorcing her husband because he got in a very bad accident and ended up with a traumatic brain injury. And she wanted to, you know, have a family. They were young and she didn't have any children and she wanted to, quote, unquote, you know, live. Well, she got a divorce so she could become his caretaker, and then she got remarried, and the way the new husband treated the old husband or the boyfriend at the time, you know, was exceptional, and she knew that he was the right man for her. So considering she had committed to caring for her ex-husband for the rest of his life, you know, now... She and the, the new husband and her their two children, young children, and his, the new husband's 14-year-old son, they all now take care of the new, I'm sorry, of the ex-husband. Now, you know, we, uh, mm, we had a little talky-talk about this thing, and, you know, the uh, due time crew, you know, with the exception of Brother Al, didn't really, you know, think that, hey, I can really do all this here. And, uh, you know, we we talked about the bigger, the bigger picture here. And, you know, despite the fact that she really 
exemplified some real love, you know. Um, You know, we talked about whether God would look at the fact that she honored the ex-husband by having the new family taking care of him did God see that more honorable than having remained his wife and following through her commitment through sickness and in health you know for better or for worse yeah that was a a big one that was a big one and you know that walked us into our switch tip 175 display unconditional love yes we had the switch with Shantice last Monday and uh, it challenged us to express and show unconditional love at all times and then it you know it takes you back to you know whether unconditional love was really exemplified you know just because you got your new husband and his you know your family to take care of the ex-husband that just might not supersede what you didn't do oh something you know hopefully you know she and god have some uh conversation and you know, she's on the right side of whatever God want, wanted her to do. All right? All righty. Wow. Let's talk about the Tuesday church folk day rolled around, and we got to talking about uh, Yusef Salam and the fact that we got into that traffic stop, and he told the next day, that he had been stopped for no reason, blah, 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 by the, you know, NYPD. And, you know, he told one side of the story, but he didn't tell the other side of the story. He didn't tell that he was treated well, and he did not have the right credentials. So, you know, that opens up a can of worms for a whole different issue because they've been fighting with passing the law, and they actually did, about, you know, this stopping and making sure we uh, got or the police department gets the right uh, hmm, information. How many stops act actually went through? And that's how we got our morning started on Wow Wednesday with our girlfriend Vivian as the city council voted yes, 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 that the cops must ask the proper questions and give the proper information when they stop you. Yeah, so go back and listen to Vivian's information and the ladies got to talking about them idols all over again. Yes, we pushed that thing. Part two 
of those sneaky idols. We talked about wealth. We talked about health. Oh, yeah. You definitely want to hear about that list. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, Therapeutic Thursday rolled around. And... uh what did we talk about? We talked about that little girl in the day camp, little Tina, who was allowed to go into the bathroom from you know when she's in the school, and as long as she don't cuss in front of the little kids, she doing all right. Yes, 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 yes. Take her to the bathroom, allow her to drop all the cuss words she likes, and. Uh, as long as she gets it all out of system, she can return back to the classroom. Oh, yeah, you heard me right, right, and yes, right again. Well, Freestyle Friday rolled around, and we got to talking about the formerly incarcerated people that are out in Tennessee who must be able to buy a gun in order to vote. Yep, you heard me right. But it was a crazy week here on the due time last week. Every single day we had some crazy, crazy, crazy caption that we jumped on and talked about. Yep, you need to go back to Friday and listen to our conversation about the Tennessee election officials who will not allow you, if you are uh, 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 an ex-felon, well, if you serve time for a felony, yeah, um, mm, you ain't going to be able to vote until they restore all your rights. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy, and it's crazy all over again. It was a crazy week. We talked about some crazy things. Well, Sunday night, last night, oh, wait. It was on up in the Word Project Prayer Room. Did not invite you on Friday to come up in the room and see what we were going to be praying about. <laughs> you know, I have some crazy taglines, and it's so easy. Because once I say it, if it's easy to remember, ah, I just go with it. Well, baby, 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 humility was the topic last night. And let me tell you something. Those prayer requests were killers. Yes, yes, yes. And when I say killers, I mean we're smashing all types of yokes. Yes, talk about breaking yokes. Oh, my goodness gracious. Woo, all I know is, the angels in heaven were just thrown from heaven last night. I'm telling you, God had to get rid of them angels last night to start answering the prayer requests that were coming through. As soon as the prayer requests came out, all the angels in heaven just were dispatched immediately to start working 
on behalf of all the people who wanted to be delivered from a lack of humility or building their humility or, man, all I know is, mm, 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 it was good. It was good. It was good. Oh, my goodness. I still can't catch my breath. It was good. It was good. It was good. It was good. Well, that's how we spent our week last week, and that's how we got this week started. And the conversations. Uh, oh, your brothers and sisters got to preaching last night. Yes, they did. I wasn't the only one. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, well, today we are shaking the Monday morning blues all over again. Yep, yep, and yep. Mm-hmm. It is Monday morning all over again. We are in our first Monday of February. Yep, we here. We are here, and I am so happy that God has spared our life, that I am with you right now. So, let's get that healthy breakfast. Let's go tell somebody that it's due time when Pastor Steph is on, and whatever you do, don't go anywhere, because we will be right back. If you think dangerous blood clots can't happen to you, think again. Up to 900,000 men, women, and children are affected by blood clots each year, and about 100,000 die from them. Blood clots don't discriminate. You or a loved one could be at risk right now. The good news is blood clots can be prevented. Knowing the risks and symptoms are key. Major risks for blood clots include a family or personal history of blood clots, a recent hospitalization or surgery, pregnancy and cancer and its treatments. Symptoms of a blood clot in the legs or arms can include pain, swelling, and skin that is warm to the touch, red or discolored. Symptoms of blood clots in the lungs include difficulty breathing, chest pain that worsens with a deep breath, or a cough, coughing up blood, and a faster-than-normal or irregular heartbeat. Speak with a doctor about your risk for blood clots and seek medical attention if you have any symptoms. On average, one person in the United States dies of a blood clot every six minutes. Don't let that be you or someone you know. Stop the clot. Spread the word. Learn more at stoptheclot.org slash spread the word.
Good morning, good morning, and good morning again. Welcome back to It's Due Time with Pastor Steph. And we are shaking the Monday morning blues. Mmm. Man, if you woke up today and you were shaking real true blues, then that's why you need to be in the Word Prayer Project room. Because after last night, ain't nowhere in the world you could wake up bluesy. Nope. You'd still be pumped from last night's prayer and listening to those prayer requests. Yes, 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 yes. Well, thanks be to God that he brought us safely through another weekend. And giving God thanks for all that he continuously does for each and every one of us. So, let's get this Monday star, Ted. Well, I got a real interesting one today. Well, all of our health tips are real interesting. But I have in front of me a list of foods that they say you should eat every single day, every single day. Now, I did not look because I wanted to, again, I wanted to be surprised like you. So let's see what they say. Seeds. They say we should be eating seeds every single day. They say that uh, they are notoriously nutritious and very easy to integrate into our menus every day. So seeds like chia seeds, flax seeds, hemp seeds can be added to our oatmeal, our smoothies, salads, so that we can get that fiber inside of us. We need that fiber. And we've talked about having fiber in our diet like crazy, right? All right. They say one of the best things about those seeds, they're flavorless. So you don't even notice that they're in your food. Yeah. So a nice painless way to get the seeds into your system. The next thing we should be eating every day, the whole grains. Yep. They say we should be eating whole grains. All right. They say whether we are getting oatmeal for breakfast or we're eating whole wheat bread, whether we're eating brown rice, whole grains are something we definitely should have each and every day because, again, they contain fiber and they promote heart health and a very healthy digestive system. And that's the one thing we know we need, right? Right. Number three, something we need to put into our mouths and have every day avocados yes they say avocados bursting 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 with vitamins c e 
K, B6, avocados are definitely nutritious. They help you feel better longer. They say they are also easy to incorporate into our recipes, so we are not stressing to find a way to eat them. All righty. Next, nuts. Nuts is a way, uh, is uh, the thing that we need to make sure we have in our diet each and every day. They say nuts contain protein, healthy fats, fiber, vitamins, minerals. Man! <laughs> they say those who consume between 50 and 100 grams of nuts each day at least five times a week reduces their LDL or the bad cholesterol levels substantially. Now, they say almonds, peanuts, pecans, and walnuts are actually the best. They said hazelnuts, pistachios, and walnuts can increase the good cholesterol. Oh, yeah. Can you imagine that? Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. They get rid of bad. They put in the good. You know, what else you going to ask for? All right. Leafy greens. That's the next thing you need to be adding to your diet each and every day. They say leafy greens like spinach. Kale, collards, and things like that are full of antioxidants, and they really help with the inflammation, and you want to make sure you put them in your system every day. All righty. Next, probiotic-rich foods. And we've talked about this here recently. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, yes. We talked about making sure we get those probiotics such as yogurt, kimchi, sauerkraut, yes, things like that. They say that those foods help to keep the gut fun- functioning strong. Yes. Wow. They say it, it's such an array that there's so many ways to put that into your body. All right. Oh, This is a surprising one on this list. Eggs. You should have eggs every day. Scrambled, over your medium, sunny side up, poached, hard-boiled, whichever way you like. (sighs) Make sure you get those eggs in your system because they are packed with vitamin B. Sweet potatoes, oh yeah, are on this list. They say sweet potatoes are full of antioxidants and fiber. So they say try those sweet potato fries, yeah. You can bake them, you can fry them, you can have them any way you like. 
yeah. But um, definitely, those are the things you want to put into your body every day. Let me go over the list one more time. Seeds. These are the foods you need to eat every day. Seeds, and that would be flax seeds, chia seeds, hemp seeds, all right? We're talking about whole grains. That's brown rice, whole wheat bread, oatmeal, all right? Avocados, nuts. Now, that's all kinds of nuts, pecans, almonds, peanuts, walnuts. Ah, hazelnuts, pistachios. You want to make sure you get that in your system. Leafy greens, that's spinach, kale, collards, all those greenies. You want to make sure you get those leafy greens in your system. You want to get that probiotic-rich foods, those yogurts, kimchi, sauerkraut. You want to make sure that you get into your system every day. Eggs, any way you like them, eggs, and sweet potatoes. Wow. Nice, nice list. Nice list. Well, I got a couple of minutes, and I saw another list here, and kind of like a little info list. So they're talking about the... Ten things you should avoid buying at Dollar Tree. Now, I don't know how much food is on this list, but I'm going to go through this list. Seasonal decorations from last year. They say that Dollar Tree often sells those leftover seasonal decorations from the last year, but uh, definitely don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Calendars and planners. They say don't buy the calendar and planners from the Dollar Tree because most times the paper is thin, they smear, and they easily tear. But I got to tell you, you know what my book, my calendar book was from last year that helped me keep track of all of what goes on on his due time with Pastor Steph? Dollar Tree book. So I don't know. Let's see. Winter clothing accessories. They say gloves and scarves. Up, oh, they might be a bargain, but they fall apart very easily and they offer very little warmth. All right, let's see what else they're talking about here. Off brand electronics. They say chargers and earphones might be cheap, but again, They may be unsafe. They may not lack, I mean, they may lack proper certification, and they fail pretty quickly. All right. Batteries. They say don't buy batteries from the Dollar Tree because they can be of lower quality, leading to a shorter lifespan, less reliability, you got some essential devices, don't put those batteries in it. Cheap kitchen gadgets. Don't buy this from the Dollar Tree. Well, they say these gadgets break very easily 
and they're made from materials that may not be safe for food. All right? Mm. Okay. They say do not buy prepackaged snacks near expiration. Mm. Okay. Well, we talked about the expiration date of things, and they didn't say don't buy the prepackaged snacks. They said don't buy the ones near expiration date with the near expiration date because it can affect the freshness and the taste of the food. Don't buy over the counter medications. Mm-mm. They say that these products are questionable or can be questionable, and uh, get it from a reputable pharmacy. Toys. They say don't buy the toys from the Dollar Tree because they may not meet safety standards and may contain small or toxic materials for the children. Don't buy pet food. They say that the quality of the pet food at uh, the Dollar Tree is often subpar, lacking in nutrition, and made with lower quality ingredients. Mmm. Alrighty. So those are the things that they're warning us about. Don't buy the food. Don't buy the toy. No, no, okay, I, I got it. Don't buy the, buy the pet food. Don't buy the toys. Don't buy over-the-counter medications. Don't buy the prepackaged snacks near expiration. Don't buy the cheap kitchen gadgets. Don't buy the batteries. Don't buy the off-brand electronics. Don't buy the winter clothing accessories. Don't buy the calendars and planners. And don't buy the seasonal decorations. Yeah. All right. Mm. Well, what are we talking about this morning in regards to news? Well, I got some news to talk about. Hmm. So. We got some uh we got some news that you know, I, I try like I always tell you, I try not to bring you like typical news. Um, but if it's typical news I try to make it, you know, a a news story with a little twist. So my first couple of stories are very typical news stories or news stories that have become uh, like nothing because it's just so common that, you know, it's like not a surprise anymore, but it comes with a little twist. So there was a toddler found dead after an accidental shooting, self-inflicted. So as we have been seeing very often here that these babies are getting a hold of these guns and they're shooting themselves or shooting siblings or somebody else. Well, mm -mm 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 -mm. we have a story. 
So this toddler who was found dead from a self-inflicted gunshot wound after accidentally firing a gun that was in the home. So you have this three-year-old boy who was at home who was rushed to the hospital and who was ultimately pronounced dead. And that was because he got his hands on the family gun. Now, they don't have a lot of details about this story. But here's what they're saying. The parents had the gun. The gun was supposedly legal. And they said that they are not intending to arrest anybody because not only did they consider the gun to be legal, but it they followed the North Carolina's gun storage laws. So they're saying that this incident has been ruled a tragic accident. No charges are expected to be filed. And under the North Carolina law, gun owners are required to keep their firearms stored in a manner that prevents a child from gaining access to them. Now, the law, they say, stops short of requiring them to be kept behind a lock. So how do you possibly consider this to be kept in a safe manner if where you have the gun, it doesn't have to be behind any locked uh, casing or box or anything? So here's what it says. It says, any person who resides in the same premises as a minor owns or possesses a firearm and stores or leaves the firearm in a condition that the firearm can be discharged and in a manner that the person knew or should have known that an unsupervised minor would be able to gain access to the firearm is guilty of a class one misdemeanor if a minor gains access to the firearm without the lawful permission of the minor's parents or a person having charge of the minor and the minor. Are you kidding me? So if you have it in a case or in a box, and it's not behind a lock, it's not locked up, then you'll just be charged with a Class 1 misdemeanor. That's it. That's your worst-case scenario. Again, uh, who, who's who's running North Carolina? Mm-mm-mm. I'm telling you. Our, chil- I'm t- our children are under attack. Who in the world, who in the world sets this type of law in motion? Who does that? 
even if you want to exonerate them from killing somebody, you know, uh, who's an adult, but a child, you're saying it's okay if the child gets to the gun as long as the people have it put up in a in a manner in which they deem safe, because that's what you're really saying. That's what you're really saying. That that makes no sense whatsoever. And our babies will still be dying tomorrow, next week, next month, next year. That is stupid. That is stupid. That is stupid. Mm -mm. Well, they say that the Greenville Police Department feels like the parents have followed the parameters sufficiently despite the tragic outcome. Wow. Wow. Mm-mm, mm-mm. They said that they felt that the parents um, took the proper precautions to keep the weapon out of the reach of the child. And I'm still trying to figure out what constitutes that. For real, not this garbage that is going on, that they're claiming. All right, we've got this Texas man who is being charged (laughs) with another heinous, you know, act. So they said, that a former mall employee, the FBI, took in custody. They found a video, some videos, some videos, ooh, plural, that shows a total of seven individuals sexually assaulting toddlers. And... The Republicans, now, I I don't have to tell you this part after I tell you the other piece. And and, and if you understand, I know it's kind of crazy the way I said it, but uh, it'll make sense to you when I say it. So now the Republicans are seeking the death penalty. Well, why? Because 29-year-old Arthur Hector Fernandez III, should I say that name again? Arthur Hector Fernandez III, 29 years old. He's been charged with sexually exploiting children in the videos that showed the seven male individuals assaulting the toddlers at the mall. Now, remember I said these are typical stories these days, unfortunately. But uh, it's all, all got a twist. Well, check this out. They say that they found that these things happened in the mall's public restrooms. And they figured that out because in the videos they showed the changing tables that they have in the mall's bathroom. So they said that He was the one, (laughs) oh, my Lord, have mercy, that you know whose children these were? 
these were the mall employees' children who were sometimes left in Fernandez's care. Yeah, you hear the crickets. Because I, I, I was lost at this one. Who's, y'all so desperate? You see, here's what happens. Everybody going everybody to chip in and make this happen. We all got to work. So let me, hold on, we'll get this name again. Arthur Hector Fernandez III and all his fellow workers are going to work in the mall. And they're going to make it happen because they don't have child care. So now everybody going to give their kids to Arthur Hector Fernandez III to watch the children while they work. Oh, Lord. Him and his friends, they are terming it gang-raped the babies. Yeah. Toddlers. Toddlers. And now they are going for the death penalty. Yes, sir. They're not playing out there in Texas with the... I don't want I'm trying to figure out a word. With the people who are crossing the border. Let me put it like that. Let me say let me say this to you. It is going to be an all-out war against these people for anything they do illegal. Anything they do illegal, whether you are here legally and you got here before the migrants, as they call it got here or you came afterwards and with all your fellow migrants they those states that don't want you here and you think you coming here and you gonna cut up oh they're going for the juggler they are going for the death penalty Mm-mm-mm. oh boy so they they are giving us just a little tidbit. They're telling us, you know, be careful. Watch your children. They say children who have been um, sexual, excuse me, sexually assaulted or any level of child abuse. They say that most times they are withdrawn. They'll be a little more quiet. Um, they'll start bedwetting. They won't eat things like that, they say, but with toddlers, it's a little bit different because, you know, it may become even a wider range of issues because they really don't communicate, you know, in certain manners, and um, they don't know right from wrong. They don't know what's good and bad. this This is one horrible, horrible situation. So, yeah, I wanted to definitely let you know that the people down in Texas, oh, they going for the juggler. They are not playing. They are not playing. 
they have already said this. He, they ain't even get a chance to get to the courts yet. They have already declared ultimate war against these criminals here. And anybody else with the name that's similar to, let's say it together, Arthur Hector Fernandez III. Yeah, they're going to take you out. And if they could put you in front of a firing squad, they're going to do that too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And oh, yeah. So, I want to follow that up with the story. I don't know why they have not gotten rid of this uh this one here. <laughs> this one here. This Manhattan DA. Why is he still in the seat? So now they are after his head because they said now we all have heard the story of the migrants who assaulted the cops, right? Well, if you haven't heard, they are walking the streets. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Homeboy, Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg. Why he got to look like us? Why? Why, 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 why? He let most of them go. Only one of the 13 accused of the attacks are still sitting on Rikers Island. Yep. And at the end of the day, he says that they could not conclusively identify each defendant. He claims that it sickened me and outraged me but it was impossible to conclusively identify each defendant. They say four of them that were arrested. Are y'all ready for this? This is why they really going to have his head. They say four of the ones who were arrested and since charged with the felonies, they got bus tickets and headed for California with money from a local New York charity and have fled New York. And to add insult to injury, they say that the four of them used false names to obtain these bus tickets and they might be heading to Mexico. Ha! Are you surprised? Are you surprised? Because I don't know about you, but I'm sure not surprised. I'm sure not surprised. Are you surprised that they then came here, committed the crime, and if you saw the headlines last week, they had one of the, one of the kids, because they're kids, flipping the bird, as they call it, to Kathy Hochul, and now they have been set free. They didn't got money from a local New York charity, 
bought a bus ticket, headed to California, and from there they'll be heading to Mexico. This is the only way they're going back when they're running from the law. Because other than that, they're going to get comfortable here. Because they don't have to be charged with nothing. No, they're going to let them go. And you could not pinpoint who they were. And, oh, man. Now, here's the, here's the clincher. Because there was no bail, <laughs> when they were released, because they were released on their own recognizance, how do you release? These people on their own recognizance. Like, you're going to be able to find them in the 1,000, wait, 160-something thousand of them. You really going to be able to find them? Because half of them walk in the street now because they don't have shelter. So you release them without bail on their own recognizance, and because of that, there's a certain way they, they, they can't now chase them. Yeah, they can't go after them now. Lord have mercy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This gets real, real, real bad. Now, last week they said that Kathy Hochul um, wanted to deport all of them. Well, there go four. She ain't got to worry about spending the money to deport them. She ain't got to call nobody about them because they didn't went back on their own. Yeah. 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 Nothing. 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 They don't have to do anything. Mm-mm-mm. Well, remember I said they're going to be after his head? Well, they're saying that some New York gubernatorial candidate said that he needs to be fired for refusing to enforce the law. Well, wake up, because this, has been, this is all we talked about last year, how he let all these people go. He was the one that changed the law. And remember, he was the one who was downgrading all of the, the, uh, the uh, charges. Remember him? Yes, this is the same one. So now, instead of him cracking down on the migrant issue, the ones who are causing problems, the ones who are criminals, which we don't even know how many of them there are. Now, listen, I'm not saying that a whole lot of them are, but we've always talked about the fact that when you opened up the door, at, at such a great capacity, in such a quick manner, there was no way you took the time to vet these people. So you were letting in all kinds of people, the criminals, the sick, physically, the sick, mentally. The, the gates were open. When they say, who the hell left the gate open? This is what we're talking about here. So now these people are now, they're going to run back to Mexico. Okay. Okay. Oh, this is going to get real interesting because now that you've let them all in, now <laughs> you're going to really see how this is going to really backfire. This is really going to backfire. This is not going to go well at all. <sighs> i got to talk a little bit longer. Let's see. What am I talking about here? Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Well, we might as well keep it going with what's going on with the illegals. So now you've got all the people in an uproar because they said there is going to be $50 million <laughs> that's going to be given to 
the migrants. Yep, all those who came here, they are going to be given, are you all ready? Cards, money cards, prepaid debit cards. And these cards will only work at bodegas, grocery stores, supermarkets, and convenience stores. So what you're saying is they ain't going to be able to go to Macy's. That's, that, that's all you're saying. Now, you know New Yorkers are going to go crazy because how many people have been turned down from SNAP because they were not income eligible? And let me help you understand, if you are $5 over, you don't get the benefit. It doesn't matter how much you need it. It doesn't matter how much you might be in crisis and not eating. If you do not meet the eligibility, you don't get it. But the illegals are getting the prepaid debit cards to go to the bodegas, the grocery stores, the supermarkets, and the convenience stores. Man, I'm going to tell you some of the comments. (laughs) Yet there are struggling veterans and homeless people who have been here far longer, can't even get approved for SNAP. Mayor Adams is absolutely the worst. New York needs to wake up and become a Republican state. Didn't I say you couldn't get snapped? But here's what I have a problem with. Yet there are struggling veterans and homeless people who have been here for longer. Forget about the ones who have been here for longer. What about the ones that were born here? If you are born here, it doesn't matter. If you make too much, you don't get a dime. Oh, they are going off in these comments. Mm, I'm struggling with my bills, and you want to give me, give my hard-earned money to illegals? Woo! How about lowering taxes if you have so much money to give away? I can't tell you how many people said I ain't paying taxes. (laughs) This is absolutely insanity, totally wrong. What about us? Are they going to give all that to the migrants that were here, that raised, oh, my goodness gracious, that were raised? Or are they going to give it to the people who have lived here? Boy, I don't know who wrote this. Maybe one of the migrants. this maybe they have their glasses on or something because this is all twisted oh my good oh when i tell you oh my goodness gracious new york needs to separate from new york city <laughs> oh my goodness gracious there you go hand out taxpayer money to people here illegally how about getting our homeless veterans off the streets Mm-mm-mm. $53 million will go a long way to support the people who volunteered to protect our country from all enemies and foreign countries. Wow. Oh, oh, yeah, okay, got to read this one. We, too, arrived in America from our ancestors, whether it's one generation or many. We were all brought to America, used as slaves, 
then terminated the name and changed it to employees because we got paid. And now because of false hope, belief, people flood in with freedom on their brain. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Oh, yeah, this is, this 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 ain't going to go well. Adams, oh, he, he he's trash. He's straight trash. He is, when I tell you he's trash, I mean they they throwing him away. He, they go find the nearest canister to put him in. They go find the nearest canister to put him in. Because he's, he, he's done. Oh, he is straight, straight done. I have no due time crew with me here today. Oh, Pastor Kale just came back on. So let's talk to Pastor Kale and see what he's got to say about all this nonsense. Oh, good morning, Pastor Kale. Good morning, Pastor Steph. How are you? I'm well, thanks. I'm doing the solo today. So thank you for I joining. See, I see. <laughs> man, oh man, oh man, Pastor KL, it is going down over here on this news. I want to see which one I'm going to pull up so we could talk about. All righty. Okay, so they have a, another. And I'm going to put it like that, another toddler, poor little thing, that got a hold to a gun out in North Carolina and shot himself and died from the self-inflicted wound. And they are not charging the parents because they say that, I want to make sure I read this, Properly. Mm-mm-mm. Hold on. I want to read the quote, how it's read in the. Okay, so what they're saying out in um in that out in North Carolina, the gun owners are required to keep the firearms stored in a manner that prevents a child from gaining access to them. However, the law does not mandate that the the firearm is locked up. So because of that, the law reads that any person who resides in the same premises as a minor, owns or possesses a firearm and stores or leaves the firearm in a condition that the firearm can be discharged and in a manner that the person knew or should have known that an unsupervised minor would be able to gain access to the firearm is guilty of a Class 1 misdemeanor if a minor gains access to the firearm without the lawful permission. Oh, Jesus. So you're supposed to go tell the minor it's okay to go get the gun. Without the lawful permission of the minor's parent or parent parents or person having charge of the minor and the minor, I don't know what that part that last little part means, but uh, that nobody's going to be held accountable because they did tell the people the law that uh, they they had it put up, and that's all they really were required to do. What do you think? I think that's absolutely ridiculous. I think that's very, very uh, irresponsible. You know, as a, a, a gun owner, 
as a parent with a toddler. I mean, as a parent with any age child, I think that's irresponsible. You know, I, I think they should have been, you know, uh, they should have got something. I mean, now now the the, the child is gone. You know, mm-hmm. that, that to me is totally ridiculous. You know, they, they should have got something. They should have got something. That, that was very, very irresponsible. I mean, first of all, why, why, why you need a gun? And then where was the gun? I mean, that the child still had access to it. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. you have to climb. I mean, it's just a lot of questions. Was it on? What was? Was it in a locked box on the floor? You know what I mean. <laughs> if 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 he had to climb somewhere, he automatically shot himself because the, the the weight of the gun by itself. By the time you took it out of where it was and tried to come down with it, then you had no other choice but to shoot yourself. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Oh my goodness gracious! You know. The, the sad part about it is we're not talking about a teenager. We're talking about a three-year-old. And how irresponsible are you that you can properly put away something from a three-year-old? This is not a teenager that goes prying through your things or, you know, something like that. This is a, a baby. And I, I agree with you 100%. You can't secure this gun better than this really and 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 the fact that you know you you didn't and it's okay the most you'll be charged with is a class one misdemeanor for a child being killed all you're going to be charged with is a class one misdemeanor so this is how we have downgraded the life the importance of a life that you can now drop this to a class one misdemeanor. Oh boy! But right, well, then the other thing too. The other, the other thing I, I would ask is that: is this on outside of the fence? Well, it doesn't show. It doesn't I mean, show. Can I tell you? I don't think so. Mm. Okay, okay. Because I, I I would think, you know, just, just by the conversation that it might be on outside the fence because you know. Uh, you don't care that we die. Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> you know? The Bible wow. talked about in the beginning where it says kill the man child. Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Wow. <laughs> so. I didn't think about it like that. I surely didn't think about it like that. Wow. Well, I, I was actually kind of scanning through... Uh, a few times to see if I could pick up anything in this article that indicated, you know, a possibility, you know, uh, where I could figure it out, but nothing. They didn't allude to anything. So uh, I got one for you. So they have this Texas man, and I want to say the name. Here we go. Arthur Hector Fernandez III who has been charged with sexually exploiting children. They found him with some videos that showed seven male individuals assaulting toddlers at the Galleria Mall where he worked. And here's what happened. Here's how he got his hands on the toddlers. The the people who work there would sometimes give 
author, Hector Fernandez III, the children to babysit. So it, it sounds like, okay, we all got to work, but we don't have babysitter. So let's give Hector, the author, the babies. And he's going to watch them while we work. Well, he was watching them all right and having all kinds of things going on. So they found the videos on the, what they call the dark web, and they that's how they were, you know, figured out. So the, per, the, the point of me talking about this, and I keep saying the name, is because this happened in Texas, and they are going for the death penalty. They... they Arthur Hector Fernandez III ain't even got the caught, and they going for the death penalty. And do I have to say it's because his name is Arthur Hector Fernandez III? The Republicans <laughs> are going for stop laughing because Shanti said she was laughing too. Because I keep saying his name for a reason. They gonna make sure Arthur Hector Fernandez the third gets the firing squad, gets the electric chair, gets the injection, gets the guillotine. They gonna make sure him and his buddies get the death penalty. Why do I say that, Pastor Gail? Yeah, they, they they definitely don't get the chair. They they gonna make an example. Mm-hmm. They, they they're going to going to make an example and they're going to make it quite loudly. Yeah. You know what I mean? And they and and they want it to be open. You know what I'm saying? So everybody can see this. You know, it's it's it I mean they they've done a horrible thing but, but this you just when 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 you begin to give people ammunition for your gun, you wanna mm-hmm. die. You you wanted that, you know. There's, there's people who have guns, but but now you're providing free ammunition, so you're saying mm-hmm. just shoot me, mm-hmm. just shoot me. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, oh yeah. They don't want you here no way. They don't want you here no way. They are watching all your people come over here. They have not been allowed to put up they they spiraled barbed wire. They've been made to take it down. They can't keep you out. They watching you you and your buddies come over. Y'all get to the to, to the to the barbed wire. And now y'all are escorted the rest of the way by your people who are manning the gate. Yeah, they mad. They mad. Oh, they mad. They mad. And like you said, they're going to make a nice example of Arthur Hector Fernandez III. Oh, that won't, That name will ring for a long time. Oh, they're going oh, to make sure you don't have an opportunity. And they're going to make sure everybody knows what happens to you. We got our girl Tamika on with us. Thank you so much, Pastor KL, for joining us. Uh, we're going to come, we're going to get to our topic. Oh, good morning, Tamika. Monday, Monday, morning. Good morning. How are you? Uh, stop laughing. I'm well, thank you. How are you? I, I'm well. I, I, I'm trying to figure out by the story. 
by the story is today Wednesday or did, did I did I mess something up? I'm I'm so confused. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Before we go to our topic, uh, what you think about Arthur Hector Fernandez III over in Texas, who before he could even get to court, didn't already call for the death penalty? Arthur Hector Fernandez III. Good Yeah, you're right. Not the first, not the second, but the third. You are definitely going to go down in history. Your name is going to be up in life. Not, of course, not the life that you thought that you would get, but oh my goodness, yeah, they're they're definitely going to utilize, you know, that as an example for all to see. You know, they're going to make an example where everything that they could possibly do to you, trust and believe, it's going to happen. So that, so much so that if anybody else thinks about it, you know, it's, oh, well, this is the example, you know, and um, it's, it's short of, you know, um, the, the thing, the, the, it's short of um, literally pro- parading this particular thing, you know, okay, you did this, so this is, this is what happens, you know, and we'll parade it for all to see. You know, the sad part about it is that the, ch- the children still suffer, and there's still stuff that needs to be done to, um, for the healing of the children, but, you know, definitely, yeah. It, you're definitely going to be, nobody's ever going to forget what they do. Uh-huh. Oh, yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Uh, what did I just do here? All right. I have, wait, hold on. I didn't just did something here. I didn't knocked off my whole little article here that we're supposed to talk about. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Lady Tamika. Uh, let me see. Give me a second. I'm sorry. I I actually erased. I got rid of the tab here. Okay. All righty. We got some, uh, I I got a story. I got a story for you. Well, they're talking about a couple who are in the West Coast, and they are now in a crisis. (laughs) And here's their crisis, Pastor Kale and Tamika. They said that their six-figure salaries aren't enough to support their lifestyle anymore. They have, there's a couple who's earning $100,000 plus a piece. And they are now in the news complaining that they have found themselves struggling to pay their bills in today's inflated economy that has forced them to let go of little luxuries like gym memberships, vacations to Europe, and trips to local restaurants. So you have Natalie Fisher, and she's 25, and her partner Keldon, 
thought that, you know, they were sitting on top of the world out in Seattle. And uh, they say after they struggled to pull together their $20,000, their $20,000 wedding, that they realized that they had no idea where all their money was going. So they told the news uh, media as well as a social media post where she shared that they have decided to downgrade their lifestyle at, in, two, in 2024 so that they can get their finances under control. And they said that they consider themselves middle class. And let me scroll here. They consider themselves middle class, that they live in the greater Seattle area. They have nine to five jobs in the tech industry. They're both earning over $100,000. And as they started earning more money, they started treating themselves to a lot of things. Now, they've decided they've been forced, quote, unquote, to downgrade their lifestyle because they had no idea where their money was going. They say just five years ago they were broke college students and they kind of grew out of control, you know, because you go from a broke college student to now earning over $100,000, you start spending. They say they weren't too concerned about how they spent their money. They said they noticed they were getting off track, but they didn't – think it was that bad so they say they live in a modest two-bedroom apartment in seattle their mortgage is twenty three hundred dollars they don't own cars they had an extravagant uh two hundred dollars and eight two hundred and eight dollar gym memberships they said they had a hundred dollar manicure and pedicure habit $60 $60 dinner checks and other expenses that drained their bank bank account quicker than they thought. And now that it's gone, <laughs> and now that they're at the top of the year, they decided to live within their means. And they have cut out the gym, the They've cut out, so here's what they did. They they couldn't do anything about the $2,300 mortgage, but they cut their bills from $1,100 to $753. They cut the gym membership that was at $416 down to zero. They're eating their food from $524 down to $227. They're eating out which was at $300, is now at zero. They used to spend $430 a month on clothes. They spend $10 on clothes. Socializing was at $105. Socializing is at zero. Savings, they had nothing, and now they have a savings of $400. 
So they took their total expenses monthly from forty six hundred down to thirty three seventy. And I would love to know what you two thought or what you think of the fact, number one, that they make a hundred thousand dollars each, but they consider themselves what do they say here? Hold on. Nate, wanna make sure I get this together. I'm scrolling, y'all, I'm scrolling. Uh what do they call it? Middle 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 range or whatever. Tamika What do you think? I'm just <laughs> looking at the, the 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 balance of what you're making individually. I'm not even comparing the two, you know. And and I have to be honest, you whining that you broke, you know. I I tell you what, why don't you hand me everything that you make, and I will promise you that I can show you how to handle, how to function, you know. And so here's the thing, you know, you just need to grow up, you know. Quit quit all the whining. Put on your your big big boy or big girl, whatever you need to do, you know, and, and handle life. You know, life happens, you know, and when you do have circumstances like that, you just, you know, you deal with it. You know, you whining because, oh, well, I can't get my gym membership. Okay, I don't even have a gym membership. I work out at home. You know, oh, so that's not a thought. You know, you deal with life punches and you move on. You know, the fact that you whine about it and it, you know, it stifles you is, you know, get you somebody, you know, a counselor to deal with the, the, the mental portion. And I understand living at one point, but with life, things happen. We, we're talking about, you know, just everyday groceries. Groceries between the last five years have gone astronomically, you know. So you decide, okay, well, maybe I won't buy chicken wings because they're more expensive. I'll buy something else. You handle life. You roll with the kicks. You know, you get punched a, a few times and you learn, okay, don't do that anymore. And you function, you live, you know, all this whining about, you know, oh, well, I can't have my gym membership and, you know, I used to go to such and such and now I can't do it. That's unfair. You know, just deal with it and move on. Nobody's going to keep handing you money for you not to even function and budget and deal and look at what you're doing and what you're spending. This life is, it, it, it comes with changes. Deal with them. Mm. Mm. Pastor KL, they consider themselves middle class. At 200 thou, they middle class. And I'm dirt poor. If you are middle class, I am dirt poor. I, I'm, I'm homeless. You know, first of all, that gym membership, listen, it'd be an excuse for me not to go. I wouldn't be mad at that one. Um, but, but I, I, I just don't understand how both of you make over a hundred and, and you can't afford to do what you're doing. What, I mean, what are you eating for dinner? Is every day lobster and I'm just not understanding. And, and I, I, I always say this, you know, people have a McDonald's job and they make it work and then they get promoted to the manager. And the money that, that used to work doesn't work anymore. Your taste goes up. You got to be able to still float with, with, with what you're used to floating to. Yeah, we don't want a couple of extra things now because we got a little bit more money. 
But but we're not going to be spending that money all every month like that because we know what it was to be broke. Listen, when you know what it is to be broke, you respect that thing. You don't really go crazy because easy come, easy go. And I was kind of thinking kind of in between what the both of you were thinking. And I'm saying to myself, okay, well, you know, you you know what it is not to have. And, you know, you don't want to live, you know, where you're, you know, picking your pennies, you know, like that. But you don't want to go buck wild either. You know, you're complaining about a $416 membership. And that means that, remember, they said that the membership was like 200 and something dollars each. Well, my thing is, well, what kind of gym you going to? If everybody else can make it work at a gym for $10 a month, $20 a month, well, what does your gym offer that you need to pay $200 a month for? That makes no sense whatsoever. So, you know, you you think about the stuff that you now go commit yourself to when you now get money, and it's like $100 for a manicure and a pedicure. Well, you know what? That's easy to get to because if they sell you on the the, the hot rocks and the uh, you know, the the, the the lemon peel and <laughs> all of this kind of stuff, you know, that can take your um that can take up your, your manicure pedicure price. But here's what I wanted to ask the two of you. They were spending all that money and they didn't even have a car. Ooh, is it me? Tamika, did that make sense? I guess you wanted to live on the high life, so you you have your own personal driver. You know, you don't have a car of your own, but that just doesn't make sense. You know, um, and the, the the sad part about it is you you live so far above your your means. You know, I, and I guarantee you there are other things that they probably needed that they figured you know not important, but a car for you to get from one place to another is the most paramount next to having a place to live, which we mm-hmm. see they're having issues with as well. You know, you mm-hmm. you put the cart before the horse. It doesn't even make sense. The things that are the most paramount, having a place to live, you know, um, a vehicle, you know, um, budgeting when it comes to groceries. Oh, you're just going to buy whatever you want. And I've seen people do that. It's just in everyday life. You buy something and you eat a little bit of it and it goes in the refrigerator and two days later it's spoiled, you know, because you're not thinking about the fact that I need this for last, you know, it's just, you know, their, their, their form, it just goes to show you their form of thinking, even though they have the resources, it's twisted, you know, and the sad part about that is that's reality, you know, either you're going to budget whether you have a small, a small amount, um, as well as you should continue to budget even though you have a large amount because you just don't know. You know, times are changing on every, you know, on every day basis, so you need to be prepared. You know, obviously they weren't because they put the cart before the horse. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Pastor KL, can you imagine spending all that kind of money each month and you don't even have a car? 
I, I, I could not because even if you're buying lavish groceries, you got to get there and get back. You know, you're going out to eat, you got to get there and get back. So the money that you're spending weekly, daily, monthly, just in cabs or Ubers, if you will, you know, that within itself could could have curved your budget. You know, you you spending too much money just just trying to get somewhere. You know, and, and if you're in a place like, you know, like Alabama, listen, you you can't go to the next store without a car. You're not walking to the store. You know, so so at, at every point you need a ride somewhere. So that 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 occurs a lot of money. Mm-mm. I wanted to get your thought on something that was said. It says an increasing. This is an uh, uh, trying to get your finances under control is an increasing struggle for many younger households due to the steep and sudden rise in the cost of living. What, what do you think about that statement, Tamika? Um, I, I believe that it's true, you know, and, you know, even if you look at certain news, they'll tell you that, you know, with everything that's coming up now, it's easier for, um, not easier, but, you know, um, it makes it more difficult for one individual, one entity to function on their own. It's easier um, when you have two or more people working in, you know, in one household because the cost of living is higher. You know, so it wouldn't surprise me that that actually would be a statement that's read. Okay, okay. Pastor K.L., uh, it's a struggle for them to get their finances under control because there's an increasing struggle for many younger households due to the steep and sudden rise in the cost of living. Yeah, I I believe that there are difficulties. Listen, there's difficulties with, with me, you know. But, however, if you live within your means, whatever rises... You know, you just have to curtail just a little bit. You know, at this point, you know, because it's rising, you have to, I mean, you, you just said it with, with, with your gym membership, $200 for, to, to do push-ups. I can do that for free. You know, I mean, what, 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 what is it that, that I have to go get my nails and stuff done every week? So, so we end up eating a lot of our budget. We end up you know, uh, paying for Ubers for, in a lot of our budget. We have the money, but because we don't use it wisely, now that there's a crunch, it seems like it's difficult. But it's not difficult. You have the money. Okay. I, I actually happen to agree with Pastor KL. I looked at the terminology here that was used, and it said it's they have a hard time getting their finances under control due to the fact that there's an increase and, and that there is an increasing struggle for many younger households due to the steep and sudden rise in the cost of living. To me, that's two separate statements. The fact that there's an increasing struggle for many younger households due to the steep and sudden rise in the cost of living, to me, I pull out what's your, what's your household income because 
if I'm at $100,000 and I came from nothing, then I've learned to live off nothing, which means that as the, 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 the uh, sudden rise in cost of living occurs, that means that I should be able to be fine because I have none yesterday. And all of a sudden, I have not 100000 I've got two. They said they make over $200,000 a year. So if I could manage with nothing, then even though the cost of living increases, I should have no problem because I've already gotten a major increase. So I, if I wasn't already living above my means, then I should have no problem. So we can't duck and dodge the sudden rise in the cost of living, to use this terminology. There's nothing we're going to be able to do about that. However, again, I ask, well, Tamika said, listen, I don't go to the gym. I do it for free. Pascal says, listen, I can do push-ups at home. I say, all right, so even if you want to get the gym membership, the gym memberships, the same way you went for the $208 gym membership each you had an opportunity to go for the $30 gym membership each. Even if you wanted to go to be in a gym, uh, a gym, you don't have to now not do it. You can, like, leave Tamika and Pastor KL, but you don't have to strip yourself because God has already given you. He's already given that to you. You don't have to go buck wild. So living above your means is really the key here. It, it's not much of the fact that the cost of, because we all are dealing with that. You ain't, it, this is not exclusive to, to you. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Let, let's, let's give the, uh, let's, let's give a word of advice to the people of God, Tamika, about living within your means or however you want to say it. Um, it is crucial that um, we live within our means, you know, whether you have $2, $20, $200, um, there are always avenues that can assist you with making sure that you're making wise decisions in your spending and saving just because you have the resources. Your check is not for you to deplete every month. You know, you should have something left over, you know. So, you know, when you start seeing transitions and changing, curtail your spending, you know. You don't always have to have steak every time that you get a paycheck. Yes, it's a, it's it's nice, you know, but my thing is wouldn't you live just as well off of a sandwich or, you know, a piece of chicken or, you know, wouldn't you still function, you know? And so you have to be able to understand that living beyond your means will only put you in debt. And then the things that you really need <clears throat> will be avoided, you know, so – Ask God to help you with your spending. You know, I think it's always paramount to have some type of savings, you know, especially if you've got children or parents that are living because you never know what's going to happen. You know, a senior might need your assistance, you know. You should always have a kitty for mom or dad because 
you never know when something could happen, and you need to take those resources um, to assist them. You know, make sure that you get your finances in in order. You know, make sure that you have the proper life insurance and those things that happen in the in the future because you really honestly don't know. Life is not all about just spending cash and getting this and getting that and acquiring things. It's nice, but it, it it's not in the long run. Make sure that if you're going to do that, make sure that you've got everything else in order. Make sure that your debts are paid so that you can minimize any any upcoming um, um, occurrences. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Pastor KL, a word to uh, our listeners. Well, you know, first of all, the love of money is the root of all evil. And you have to look at it from this point. The story says that in the beginning they wasn't doing too well. And all of a sudden they came on some money. So let, let's look at it from from a Christian point or, or you and I point. When, when we're not doing well in a certain area, we go to God. And we ask God to bless us financially, bless us this way, bless us, you know, that way. And then when God does just what, what you've asked him to do, we, we need to be considerate of that. We need to be thankful of that. Not, not that now we need to go out and splurge. You know, you have to govern yourself accordingly. You know, because as easy as it came, it can go just, just as well. You know, when, when, when we pull on God's coattail, you know, because we need something or, or we desire something, you know, he expects us to do the right thing. You know, and, and, and now a lot of times when we when we go on to the next bracket, we forget all about God. You know, we, we have now arrived, and we don't give him the thanks. We don't give back. You know, to, to, to the people who, who maybe started out just like us, you know, we, we, don't, we don't pass it forward. You know, so we, we have to be careful because God hears your cries, and he sees what you're going through. And, and he, he said he'll give you the desires of your heart. But now once you get your desires, you can't mess around with it. You, you, you just can't throw stuff in the air. You know, I, I look at people, you, know, you guys know that I work in, in a store, and I, and I watch people who, I don't know what y'all call it in New York, but here we call it EBT, which is food stamps. And I watch people who would never, if they had to spend their money, buy some of these things. You know, these people buy the finest thing. These people eat better than me. And guess what? We are the people who's paying for it. And they eat better than me. So, so you know, we, we have to keep all this stuff in mind. You know, as Timika said, would, would a sandwich not be good today? I remember growing up and we had soup and sandwich. And that was a meal. And that, that's all my mother and father could afford was soup and sandwich. And we survived. We didn't die. You know, but, but now we are at this point where we have to have this and we have to have that. Otherwise, we're, we're going to be in, 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 in distress. You know, but just remember that when you go to God for certain things and he blesses you with it, then let, let's do the right thing with what he's given us. Let, let's govern ourselves accordingly. Amen. Uh, Lady Tamika and our Pastor KL, we thank you so much for your words of advice, encouragement, and support. We 
thank God for your contribution to today's conversation, and we pray you both have a blessed day. You as well. You as well. Thank you. Thank you. All right. It's the Monday. It is the top of the hour, as you know I like to call it. And uh, it's time for The Switch with Shantice. Let's say good morning to Shantice. Good morning, Shantice. Good morning. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. How are you? I'm well, thank you. I'm well. Oh, what you got for us today? Today I have the switch with Shantice where we make the switch from the streets to our godly seat and our switch tip 176 for this week is stop trying to fix yourself. When I thought about that switch tip title, actually switch tip title just came to me because it was so many <laughs> different like versions of wording that I wanted to use. But when I Sort of stop trying to fix yourself and then you think of the word avoid and avoid is to keep away from or stop oneself from doing something and what I've been noticing with a lot of people even with myself in certain instances is we try to do everything we can do to go around having to live a godly lifestyle having to um, go and approach God respectfully, having to sit back and surrender and let God and Jesus come to us and tell us a few things or reveal some things to us. Or we, we just try to do any and everything we have to do to avoid going to God. So, for example, with myself, right, I'm a Christian. I've given my life to God. So, overall, I don't avoid God. When we get down to certain things, <laughs> certain instances, if I know that talking to someone is something that God wants me to do, but this particular someone I don't want to deal with, I may do certain things to avoid hearing Jesus. And that's very, very, very dangerous. Very dangerous for many different reasons. For someone who is baptized one, you're suppressing and quenching the Holy Spirit, which is help that you cannot buy, you cannot pray for, you cannot beg for. Get it when you get baptized, and it is a true blessing, but you cannot try to go around receiving the help. And God gave us a switch tip a few weeks ago, take the advice, meaning take the advice from God. And when we avoid trying to take God's advice, if you pay attention to your life, you'll see that the more you do to try to avoid going to God, you try to go over him, under him, around him, you try to run past him real quick, it's, it's not going to work. Because when he starts to call you directly, that's it. That's it. So for those who are trying to run from him, you all messed up at that point. Because once he officially starts to call your name and knock on your door, and Pastor Steph gave us a real direct uh, uh, live example of God knocking on our door, of Jesus knocking on our door, you you in trouble then. Stop trying to go around Jesus. And there was a set of verses that came to mind, and I pulled them up in the message version, Matthew twelve forty three through 45. When a defiling evil spirit is expelled from someone, 
It drifts along through the desert looking for an oasis. An oasis is a flourishing place full of life, full of fresh water, full of abundance. Some uncanny devil. When it doesn't find anyone, it says, I'll go back to my old haunt. On return, it finds the person spotlessly clean and vacant. It then runs out and rounds up seven other spirits more evil than itself, and they all move in, whooping it up. That person ends up far worse off than if he'd never gotten cleaned up in the first place. That's what this generation is like. You may think you have cleaned out the junk from your lives and gotten ready for God, but you weren't hospitable to my kingdom message, and now all the devils are moving back in, and these are words that Jesus spoke from his mouth. And that latter end of these verses, you may think you have cleaned out the junk from your lives and gotten ready for God, but you weren't hospitable to my kingdom message, and now all the devils are moving back in. So when we avoid going to God, when we avoid, when we keep away from or stop ourselves from listening to Jesus, whether you are a believer or a non-believer, it's just so much worse for those of us who are now professing a Christ-like lifestyle. There is no such thing as us cleaning ourselves up. And the Holy Spirit moved me to listen to the song by Hezekiah Walker yesterday, um, Jesus is the Light. I've heard this song so many times. And God has, for the past year or so, God has gotten me into the habit of where I listen to a song and I have to read along, you know, with the lyrics, sing along with the lyrics. I'm sorry, sing along with the lyrics. And there was a part of that song that because the sopranos sing so high, I could never really make out what they were saying there. What they were saying was, He's the road out of darkness, the brightest way out. We cannot take ourselves out of darkness. Despite what you think, I don't care how many degrees you have. I don't care how much money you're making. I don't care how much you deem yourself successful. Pastor Steph just got finished talking about a story with the crew where, according to the streets, you should be making it. But because you are still in the level of darkness, you're worse off than someone who has less than you, who has less resources than you. But because you're still walking in darkness, literally, you're all messed up. And this is exactly what Jesus is saying. The more we try to avoid him and try to fix ourselves, the more we try to go around him and say, you know, I don't have to do it Jesus' way. I don't have to do it God's way. I'm going to do it myself. The worse you are going to get. If you have not chosen to give your life to God, you do not possess the Holy Spirit which means your insides are vacant for the devil's spirit to be all up in you. Those of us who have the Holy Spirit, we have to now contend with the evil spirit being all around us, which is bad enough. But when you now leave your house, meaning your body, your mind, your heart, your eyes, your ears, the way you speak open to the devil and his filthy minions, this is exactly what happens. You not only have to deal with him again, you have to deal with him seven times worse than how you were dealing with him before. So let's make sure we are making the switch from trying to fix ourselves, from trying to avoid God and Jesus, and let's switch to avoiding the devil, our flesh, which we have to contend with our flesh first before we contend with the devil. Let's try to make sure we avoid, how can I word this, contending with the streets, letting the streets tell us how we should move and let Jesus 
take Jesus' advice. Let him take possession and protect our house, our body, so that us as an oasis, we can flourish with water and life more abundantly. Thank you, Pastor Steph. Thank you, Shantice. Thank you for your contribution into today's show. We pray that you have a blessed day. Thank you, you too. Thank you. Mm. Let's get this benediction. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. Number six, 24 26 Ah Hmm Wow Wow You know I was looking at This Article And I was like wow You know it's, It's something else When We can make $200,000 work when woe is me, because I can't have all the things that I want to have, and as far as I'm concerned, I have to now cut down, you know, and and now I'm making it, it's a it's it's a revelation, and it's this huge. Social media post that goes viral I mean this this is how This is a big thing And you know maybe some people would say It is a big thing Pastor Steph You know they learned a lesson And they want to share it with everybody And I say what I say Because it's a shame that this is normal That you actually thought it was fine To to go from zero to a hundred instantaneously and that it was okay to even do it. And I don't live a perfect life, and God knows I have a lot of work ahead of me. But I, I keep saying thank God for Jesus. Thank God for his word. Thank God for commitment. Thank God for being dedicated, thank God for allowing God to um, to just deal with you. Thank God for humility. And, and we really, I mean, it was a powerful, powerful session last night. It was really, I think that was one of the most powerful moments I've spent in the prayer room since we started. And it, it's it's humbling. Not it, it's almost like what I was talking about last week. To me, to me, to me, and I say this again, to me, it's a lot more humble to go from zero to one hundred, and then instantaneously curve yourself. Because see, let me tell you something. If you have the spirit of the Lord, the spirit of the Lord is going to give you that. Spirit of the Lord is not going to let you go buck wild. It's not, because it would be almost like taking advantage of the blessing that God has given you. The Spirit of the Lord is always doing his job, always. He don't go to sleep. He does not, 
you know, wait for you to get it together. The Spirit of the Lord is always on His job, and there is no way in the world you're going to tell me that you are blessed with two, you and your husband, who were both broke, are now blessed with $200,000. And the Spirit of the Lord does not automatically tell you, okay, let me show you how to get this done. That you don't take off and start purchasing $200 gym memberships and, you know, going out to eat every day and, you know, know, being, you know, rich in your own right and acting like you're rich. And it's okay. You feel good about this. There's no way in the world that the Spirit of the Lord would not be knocking on your door. So I pray and I, I give God thanks for humility. Because humility says that when you get that money, you're already sitting back and you say, you know what, well, Lord, I'm not going to spend a dime until you tell me what to do with this money. I'm not bragging. I'm telling you, it's called discipline. And in order to be humble, you need to be disciplined. It's, it's it, And you have to concede to the spirit of the Lord. You're not going to just get this on your own. This ain't going to be something you're going to wake up with. Because anybody, anybody, anybody who gets money says, oh, I got a couple dollars in my bank. You know there are people who go in their, in their bank account. You see that you got $100 more. Your creditor has not taken that money out, and you spend it anyway because, oh, they should have taken it out already. I've heard people say that. And I'm sure you have too if you're not one who says it. And I'm like, but you knew the money, and now you're scratching your head. Because now you're trying to figure out how you're going to get this money back that you just spent. And now you still got to pay this bill. That's not conceding to the Spirit of the Lord, because the Spirit of the Lord would have been saying that you know that's not your money. Go ahead and close out that 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 uh, that, that uh, uh, app or whatever you're using to look at. Go close out that link and uh, go about your business. Because it's not your money. It's the creditor's money. It takes a lot of discipline to take heed to the leading of the Spirit of the Lord. It takes a lot of discipline to get yourself and keep yourself together. Because, see, just like Shanti said, one of the switch tips, it's not you who's doing this. This ain't got nothing to do with you. You don't have the ability to control yourself. You need to always follow the leading of the Lord. So when you went from broke to $200,000 in your household, not one of you made the $100,000. Two of you made the $100,000. So God gave you a combined income of $200,000. There was definitely an ability if you are someone who has the spirit of the Lord, to to get that together. And the the, the sad part about it is, you know, maybe these people are in the Lord, maybe they're not. But I know that there are people who are in the Lord today who have no self-control and who spend like crazy. And I'm trying to figure out, well, what is is the problem? Why are you broke at $200,000? And this stuff is real. 
It takes a lot of control. And guess what? You can have it. Because that's one of the fruit of the Spirit. Self-control. So when you need to have self-control, oh, the Spirit of the Lord gives that to you. Because why would this, why would the fruit of the Spirit say self-control? That means that you have the ability. And if you think about what the Spirit of the Lord does and how active it is and how much it blesses us and how much it kind of keeps us streamlined, man, it makes you want to give God the glory even more and thank God for sending me. Thank you for sending me such a wonderful gift. All this figuring out and we up in a tizzy, all we have to do is just stand still and listen for the sweet, still voice of the Lord so that we can better understand His will for our life. There's a lot of heavy decisions that need to be made. But can I tell you something? You don't have to make any of them. You don't have to make, and I'm not talking about take the lazy road. I'm talking about listening for God and then moving when he gives you the answer. Because he's coming. He is coming with the answer. There is no way in the world God is going to leave us out there trying to work this thing out. What kind of God would that be? Just sit still. Stop going about your own thoughts. Stop stop trying to do it your way. Stop trying to make it happen. Stop trying to, you know, move to the left and move to the right. And I need to make a decision right now because this is going to happen and that's going to happen. And mm -mm. Take it to the Lord and then listen for him to tell you what to do because he's going to. He does not want us making moves without him. And when we're talking about this 200000 from zero, that's making a move without him when you end up broke. How you had nothing and you got $200,000 and you can't figure out where your, where your money, where, where, what happened to our money? That's because you're moving without the leading of the Lord. If you make $50,000 and God is leading you, you are not going to be dead broke. No, because if that's what God gives you, you will definitely be able to make it off of that. Trust me when I tell you, because we've got an answering God. We've got a God that will lead you along the way. We have a God that will never leave us nor forsake us. we got a God that's always on a job. He never sleeps. He never slumbers. 
he's always at work. Even if we can't see him, we are always assured that he is there. The Bible assures us of that. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Don't underestimate that thing. Don't underestimate that thing. Okay? Now, I'm not saying sit and do nothing. But what I'm saying is, when you take it to the Lord, you you know, you just do what you do. And know that when he answers, you need to move. And you don't need to be sitting still after he's told you what to do. That's not going to be pleasing to God either. All right? So let's make sure we are in sync with what God has for us. Because you don't need to be in this situation. And can I tell you something? You can be in this situation, whether it's monetarily, whether it's physically, whether it's emotionally, whether it's mentally, whether it's spiritually. You, there's a lot of ways. You can be in this same position, and it has nothing to do with money. How much? How many times has God given us something in life, and we just go buck wild? We all out of control. So let's make sure we are in step with God, all right? Stay humble, and God will deliver at all times. You've been listening to It's Due Time with Pastor Steph. Join us Monday through Friday from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. where we discuss matters of the heart, mind, and spirit. As you go through your day, be sure to set your mind on things that are above, not on things on the earth. They will only serve as a distraction. Remember, prayer changes things. It's Pastor Step signing off, and I want to thank my due time crew for always coming through big time. Thank you for hanging out with us today. Please do not miss this opportunity to give Christ your life right now. Please do not miss this opportunity to strengthen that relationship with the Lord right now because data is not promised to any of us. Until tomorrow, God spares with Let's Talk About It Tuesday, Church Folk Day. Until then, I love you.